0: Welcome to Products to Profits with Sarah J. Cross, the podcast for creative product fempreneurs who want to play a bigger game and upscale their business. Welcome to Product to Profit podcast. Today, you've got me. I'm doing a solo recording. We're going to be talking about the three reasons bad reviews can be actually good for your product-based business and how to build brand trust and loyalty. When you first encounter a bad review for your product, you might be upset and you might be angry, particularly if the review seems to be untrue or unfair. You might be anxious about how the review could affect you know, your impact, your business. And I think your first reaction is to really delete the review if you can, or post a, a revoke back to on there. But all bad reviews equally dangerous. Uh, the short answer is not to actually provoke or to respond immediately without actually considering how you can actually respond so i 'm going to talk more about that in detail. So reviews are really important. you know people today searching for instance on amazon it 's all about you know first choice for you know when they're doing product based searches. And for those sorts of reviews, customers can not only find the products, but they can also see what other people are saying about the, the products as well. And it can really influence uh, decisions. I think it's it's around about 80% of consumers who read the online reviews are the ones that go ahead and, and make purchases. So while bad reviews are never something a product-based business would strive for, of course. There are a few situations where a bad review or two can actually be good for your business. The first one would be when you receive an unfair review, it can actually increase positive reactions. And I mean, I once read a really negative review on an Airbnb property that I was seeking. And the comment was was that the neighbour was very inconsiderate, the neighbour complained, um, that they uh, didn't enjoy their stay. And then the response back from the actual host, the owner of the Airbnb property, it was very non-political, but reading between the lines, because all the other reviews were so positive, their response was, well, the neg- negativity from the neighbour uh, we have found out was because you had topless girls dancing at your bucks turn, which is not allowed at our property until 2 a.m. in the morning. So reading between the lines, you can then have empathy for the host. It you can turn around a positive, you know, something positive out of a negative review because all the other reviews are so glowing. And you can also see how unreasonable someone was um, making a comment and leaving a negative review to think that that would be acceptable when you are a guest and you've booked a rental property for the weekend and you're hosting a Bucks turn, which is not allowed and you're breaching noise violations. So, um, you know, and also I remember reading like a one star Amazon review for a book that began with, I haven't actually read this book, but so the reviewer apparently would have disliked the author and knew the book was terrible without actually even opening it, without even reading it. So that review, most other consumers and shoppers would consider to be unfair. And, you know, other unfair reviews might penalise the product for not functioning as the buyer expected, even when it was clear that the product wasn't intended to work that way. So I'm sure there's been probably lots of feedback, such as, you know, with uh, a vacuum cleaner, for instance, that someone's, you know, sucked up all the charcoal ash out of their Uh, wood heater, you know, like there's certain functions that um, a vacuum cleaner is not supposed to perform. So when a reviewer might leave a low rating, that's because the product, it might be like a chipping issue. It arrived late. Like that's out of the hands of the seller Um, once it's, you know, maybe damaged in transit, you know, it's all about how the owner of a product based business responds to these kinds of reviews. And they do might be really unfair, but the good news is that studies found that shoppers can actually really perceive reviews as unfair, just as you can. So negative reviews that seem unjustified actually help to increase empathy for your company. And that boost in positive feelings really manifests itself into a higher intent to purchase and make larger purchase values. So that that is how you can really build your brand trust and loyalty. When bad reviews increase trust, as much as we all would love to have a five-star review, a five-star rating um, on all our products. And by the way, um, one of the Shopify apps that I highly recommend is judge.me. It's a really great tool because it actually does automated follow-ups for your product purchases for your buyers, and it will actually identify the product. So if they've bought multiple products, it'll actually break it down. So they're not just leaving one overall generic. So if they've bought a number of products at the time, they can actually leave individual reviews. So it's not sort of a, a one size fits all. So we interrupt this podcast to tell you all about the Creative Product Institute Mastermind. It's a time to level up your business and implement my proven signature system for creative product business expansion. When I got started at only 24 years old, I built a successful corporate gift hamper service starting from my kitchen table. I went from landing a $30,000 offer and wrapping every package by hand myself to a company with annual sales of 1.5 million per year. And it certainly wasn't all glitz and glamour. I was completely overwhelmed to start with, and I was trying to manage everything in my business all by myself. So out of it, I actually have been able to devise a really solid program for those of you who are looking to take your business to the next stage. So if your business is established for more than two to three years, you're ready to invest in yourself 10 times in your sales and you're really committed as an action taker and ready to get the bigger results, then pop onto my website, which is sarahjcross.com and find the mastermind and you can apply there to have a chat with me or go to the creativeproductinstitute.com to learn more all about signing up and scaling further. Now back to the show. Getting back to bad reviews, increasing trust. Um, when a business does get you know no negative reviews, it's clearly performing you know and makes the customers happy. It's a great thing. But the downside is is that research shows that entirely positive reviews sometimes seem a little bit less credible and persuasive to consumers. You know, you have to sometimes question if it's all believable, if it's perhaps friends making the comments, you know, how, how validated are they? So the effect of a few bad reviews can be huge and it can actually have negative reviews. Um, but they stay on your website, they stay there. And it's obviously something that make a good response to. So bad reviews can also drive smarter decisions. So when I'm shopping personally, I find a product that seems right. Before I buy, I always look at the reviews, whether it be restaurant booking, travel booking, flights, any type of um, normally big ticket um, ideas or you know, purchases that I'm, I'm looking at making, I look at the overall rating. So I rarely buy a product that's, you know, sitting below three and a half, four, anything lower than that might indicate that there's some quality problems or maybe difficulty in use or delayed shipping. Um, and I might just choose to avoid them. But then if I dig into the review details, it's not the glowing five-star reviews that I actually look at, I rather look at the critical reviews and I first look at like the two or the three star reviews and I found that these are usually more thoughtful and contained, you know, more information than one star, for instance. So if the problem of the product or the flaws highlighted uh, there, I just move on. But confidence increases when I see that there's only a minimal amount of bad reviews. And let's accept that, you know, not every product or even any service can always be right for every customer and meet the expectations. But just a few where a product didn't work well, or it didn't meet expectations can actually help you to avoid a bad purchase decision. Um, but the thing is, with having a plan for receiving bad reviews, I think they can be really beneficial. And it's all about how you actually respond. And those responses help future customers to provide and look at them overall as a minority, but also provide you with some empathy. Because like the book review or like the uh, Airbnb example I gave, other people can actually Read through those unjust reviews, and that can increase a positive feeling towards your product brand. And seeing a really helpful response to the customer problem, then that reassures your shoppers, your buyers, that if there are any issues, you're going to step in and help. So, to get those optimal results responses should not be argumentative. They should just address the specific issue and where possible offer a solution. So I've looked at other reviews, as I've mentioned, I go on to TripAdvisor and I look through booking a holiday or booking a resort or a hotel. Like I remember scanning through reviews prior to booking a room at a really big um, chain hotel and one complaint got a nicely worded response, assuring the customer that the brand expected to deliver better service than the experience described and offered to continue the discussion by email. So this was fine, but a few reviews later, another unhappy guest got the same response. So ditto for many more. The expression of concern was clearly a copy and paste, which really does destroy credibility and effectiveness. So not addressing the issue and providing that response it doesn't provide future buyers reassurance. And in particular, you know, I think a high empathy response to a bad review creates more empathy for the brand, again, building more brand trust and loyalty. In terms of striving for good reviews, that's exactly what we want to do. And that's what I always promote. But inevitably, there's going to be maybe some times where you can Treat it as an opportunity rather than a dis- disaster in order for you to respond back positively and for it to have any impact or any lasting impact for future buyers. So, if you like this podcast and, and enjoyed this topic, please give me a like or a response. Um, I love getting comments and I also love feedback from my listeners. And on that note, you know, there has been sort of under three stars for my podcast, which, you know, it's hard to not take that personally, but then, you know, like I mentioned, it's hard to always satisfy every customer. It's, you know, hard to always meet the expectations. It might be that it wasn't a great fit for the listener, um, that when they've arrived, they've, you know, I'm quite a niche coach Um, specialising in helping support creative women build million-dollar product brands. They might have arrived and felt that, you know, it was underwhelming or it didn't actually suit them. They were a service-based business. So there's, you know, obviously sometimes uh, different reasons bad reviews can happen. But the good thing out of it is is that you can take away my tips today to see to to turn it around and see them as more positive because it does come down to how you respond and also reviews that I potentially think are going to do damage can actually Um, If they do seem really unfair and, you know, 85, 90% of your reviews um, on your products are all positive, people can read through that. People can see that, you know, and actually have have empathy and build trust, which is obviously what we want to do because we always want to build that know, like, and trust to increase our product sales. That's me for now, and I'll see you on the next episode. This week's episode is brought to you by Fearless Fempreneur. Learn how to scale your business by getting gorgeous products stocked in major airports and national retailers. Grab your copy at sarahjcross.com. Loved this episode of Products to Profits? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated.